A lot of agents will say something to me like, well, if I only go after the broker of record letter, then I guess I'm really never going to offer quotes. Is that correct? And my answer to them is, what are you crazy? Of course, we're going to offer quotes. I mean, that's what we're actually here to do. We're, we're here when we take over an account by broker record letter, we're going to go and do our due diligence on behalf of the insured. Does that make sense? I mean, frankly, isn't that what we are being hired to do to really scour the market and make sure that the insured gets the best deal that's out there? I mean, I hope that's what you're doing. I hope that's what you're trying to accomplish, right? Right? Isn't that what you're doing? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey everybody, Charles Specht here, host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and I am happy to be speaking into your earballs. Got it? Your earballs. That's where we are talking, and I am glad you're listening. And by the way, if you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Would love to have a chance to actually hear you have you hear some more of the podcasts that are coming up, and so that you'll be notified whenever a new one comes out. But today we're going to be talking about a particular topic that I hear a lot of from different agents from both sides of the of the coin here. And is it better to quote or BOR? Is it better to quote or BOR? And by that, you by no doubt know that I talk about the broker of record letter a lot. In fact, that is really sort of what I hang my hat on. There's a reason why I have brokerofrecordletter.com and agentofrecordletter.com. I mean, I've been talking about it now since the year 2010. It's something that I teach on and I explain to insurance agents and agencies how to have a broker of record letter mindset across the board, across their entire sales organization so that we don't have to waste as much time blindly quoting insurance renewals for those prospects who are not yet our trusted clients, right? And so we talk about it a lot. Is that all that I ever talk about? Absolutely not. The broker of record letter is the goal, but there's so much more to actually selling insurance and to winning new clients and to retaining current clients. There's a lot of different things that we do when it comes to prospecting and cold call and scripting and how to actually process the first meeting when you're meeting with the the insured, what you're going to talk about, the topics, your open-ended questions. There's so much to talk about. But if we can just take all of that, just move it off to the side just for a moment, I want to talk about a specific topic that I hear a lot of different agents speaking about on both sides of the coin. So for example, there's one, I might just call it sort of that old school mindset where, you know what, 
We have built our book of business by quoting insurance. We don't believe in the broker of record letter. We feel that the broker of record letter is unethical. You're stealing someone's client, all that kind of stuff. And so basically those people are of the quoting mindset. They're not going to go after broker of record letters. Well, obviously I disagree. I don't actually feel that that is a wise move. And frankly, uh, many of your prospects don't necessarily appreciate that either because they might want to actually have you become their agent, not sort of hope for the best, right? Um, so then that's one side of it. The other side is that there might be some people out there who are just like broker of record letter, broker of record letter, broker of record letter. We will never quote on anything. And I say, that's not very wise either. Look, I am definitely trying to rid the entire insurance industry of a foolish, blind sort of quoting that is just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks, 100%. But does quoting work? Yep, absolutely it works. It absolutely works, especially if you're working on something, for example, when the insurance carrier that's currently on the, on the account doesn't accept broker of record letters, or it's not within the time frame of the BOR, or maybe you don't have access to the carrier, or whatever the case might be. But here's the thing. Why do I talk about broker of record letters first? Because we're going to quote... On the account, it is likely we are going to quote on the account. There are definitely times in which I tell you, walk away, don't work on that account. But even if you can't get the broker of record letter, or maybe the insured just doesn't want to give it to you yet, maybe it's that the agent hasn't dropped the ball, maybe there's some sort of loyalty there, at least they don't want to just take it away from the current agent, that's okay. We can still go through the process it's just that we got to try and work on getting the things that we want, such as the, the list of the carriers that we want to access and so forth. But many times we're going to go through that quoting process. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It absolutely works. That's what we're here to do. We are here to make sure that we bring the best quotes to the insured. Because after all is said and done, you sell on price. Yep, yep, you do. You sell on price. Because you want to be able to bring the least expensive quotes to your prospects or to your clients. Now, that doesn't mean you sell only on price. I would, I would 100% agree with that. You don't only sell on price, but you want to be the one who brings the less expensive quotes to the insured, right? I mean, how many different insurance agents out there are building their book of business by being more expensive than the competitors? Not too many. Not too many insurance agents out there are winning business because they have higher, more expensive quotes than the incumbent agent, period. The vast majority of insurance agents out there are winning because of price alone or price plus something. And at the end of the day, when you're going out to the marketplace to work on quotes for your prospects or even for your clients, you, Mr. Insurance Agent or Mrs. Insurance Agent or Miss Insurance Agent, you are the one that wants to bring the less expensive quotes to the policyholder, period. Because if you're the one bringing in the really good quotes, it's likely you're going to be the one that's getting the business. Right? Am I right? Am I talking to anybody here? Is anybody listening to this? Because you know 100% that that is absolutely true. I got a bee in my bonnet today. I'm telling you. I am fired up about this topic. And here's a, I guess here's where we're, we're going with this is that why does the broker of record letter work going after it? Why do I want to get the broker of record letter on the current policies? Why would I want to do that? Frankly, why would you want to do that? Because 
I'm going to go to the marketplace and get the quotes from the best carriers. And it's likely the carrier they're with right now is going to want to keep the account and it's going to be competitive. And if I'm going to go out and get quotes working on getting really good options for the insured, I might as well try and get access to the current policy as well, because that carrier is likely going to want to retain the business. And if I'm trying to be the one who garners all of these really competitive quotes on behalf of the insured, it would be foolish not to also try and do it with the current carrier. Hands down. So yes, I want the broker of record letter. I want the BOR. I want that signed BOR on the current policies because very often, many times, the insured renews with the current carrier. Even if they don't, it's likely the insurance carrier offered terms and probably could have even gotten to the point in which they would have been able to retain the business if the insurance agent would have had a conversation with them about that. But that's another topic of conversation for something in the future. But I'm saying that the current incumbent insurance carrier likely would like to retain the business. Yep. So, yes, it's quite likely that you as an insurance agent out there are going to be quoting on various prospects business. But I sure would love to have the broker of record letter on the current carrier because then it's likely I have control. It all comes down to positioning. And if you are not controlling the carriers that are out there, your position is lacking, not strong, weak. You're going to get pushed out. You're going to get rolled. And so the more carriers that we can control, the stronger our position. And frankly, the more carriers I could control, the more the insured has given me their permission to represent them in the marketplace. If I can get the broker of record letter on the current policies, the insured is giving me permission, in essence, to exclusively represent them. Now, there's certainly instances where there might be a captive or some kind of direct company out there, like a federate or something like that, that you simply can't get a, an insurance quote from, State Farm or Farmers or something like that. Yep, that happens every once in a while. It happens every once in a while. But at the end of the day, you're a producer. I don't know what else you call yourself. You might call yourself an advisor or something like that. Forget that. Nobody at your agency is paying you for advice. They're paying you for production. They're paying you to produce. That's what we do. So, yes, I want you to quote. I want you to offer quotes to your prospects. But offering quotes without getting access to the carriers that you want is a weak move. That's why you'll hear me say things like, my little fancy little slogan, quoting is for the weak. Quoting is for the weak. It is a weak move. But what I mean by that is quoting without permission, quoting without representation, quoting without exclusivity, quoting without being given permission to represent the insured, Quoting without actually having the full confidence of the prospect. That is a foolish, weak move. I mean, frankly, if the insured is willing to give you a few of the markets that you want, 
Why really then wouldn't they go all in on you and give you access to the current carrier that they're with? I actually feel that there's no reason for the most part why they would do that. If the insured is willing to give you the carriers and exclusively assign those carriers to you, why wouldn't they then go all in on the markets and give you exclusive access to represent them to the marketplace? It's likely the insured doesn't understand how insurance works, and if they're not doing it, they haven't yet bought into it. Maybe you haven't explained to them how insurance works behind the scenes, behind the curtain, explained to them what's going on in the, in the quoting process and how insurance works, and these carriers will accept one submission from an agent at a time. You need to be transparent and explain those things to your prospects. But yes, at the end of the day, I want you to push for the broker of record letter. I want you to push hard. I want you to be persuasive. I want you to be professional. You need to be tactful. But you better be going after it. Otherwise, you are acting like an amateur. And so, yes, insurance agents offer quotes. And I'm going to get quotes for the account, especially if it's a very big account. I want to work on the account. I want to actually like try and build a relationship with that account. I want to, if I'm not even going to get it for the first year, maybe I'll get it for the second year. So I'm probably going to go through a quoting process on a large enough account. If even if I can't get the broker of record letter on the current policies, but you know what? I am definitely going to push for it. And so for anybody out there that tells you, you know, you should never have to quote. Forget that. Well, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? No, we're going to get quotes. And when you're meeting with a prospect, by the way, if the prospect, like if you're uncovering a lot of pains they've got with their current relationship with their agent and so forth, uh, you show them your timeline of services about how you're going to be different and they're buying into it. They like it. They want to sign your broker of record letter. Are you telling me you're not going to go out and get quotes on their behalf that you're just going to automatically renew it with that current carrier? Is that what you're saying? Because that makes no sense. I mean, frankly, every single time I get a new client, I'm going out to the marketplace on that account. I am going to show that insured due diligence. Yes, I'm pushing for the BOR. And when they assign it, when they assign the broker of record letter over to me, I'm not only going to work on getting the quotes from that carrier, but I'm actually going to the rest of the marketplace. Why? Because the insured has now put their confidence in me. They've given me permission to represent them. And so you absolutely 100% better be going out to the marketplace to get quotes on behalf of that insured who has put his or her trust in you as their agent and advisor going forward. 100%. 100%. Now, let me just do a pause for a minute. I'm going to call a 20-second timeout. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. That doesn't mean on every single account you do that. You have to be wise. 
you have to actually use your time appropriately. One account might be a really good fit for one agency, but for another agency, it might be considered too small. And so they might not even pay the agent on that account going forward. As I've said very often, the minimum revenue threshold at the first agent that I worked with was if they pay a dollar a premium, we're going to pay you some commission on it. Great. Awesome. Second agency I went to, unless the account generated $5,000 of commission, they didn't pay me on it. Guess what I had to do? I had to go after bigger accounts because I like getting paid. And so it forced me to actually do that. But the thing is, is that every single insurance producer, every single one of you needs to have buckets. And in your buckets, those buckets are going to have some kind of a label on them based upon what it is that you're going to do on that account. So for example, I would tell you bucket number one means basically means uh, no, that's not the kind of account that I'm going to write. So using that same example, $5,000 or less. If the account is $5,000 or less of combined uh, commission, then I am putting it in that bucket. The answer is no. Sorry, I can't work with you. It's not a very good fit for our, our agency. We are focused on accounts that are a little bit bigger because we actually have a lot of other services that we provide to that type of clientele. It's nothing against you and it's nothing against your organization. It's simply that our agency isn't set up for that type of clientele. And then maybe you give them another na- you know, a name or you know, somebody that you like know in the, in the industry that you can pawn them off to, if you will. But that's got to be your first bucket. The second bucket then is I might say, okay, the second bucket's going to be five to $15,000 of commission. Okay. On that second bucket, I might take the position. I really don't work on that account by giving it the, my, my full amount of time. It's not going to get my full attention. I might not even ever go and see that account face to face. Because maybe if, and again, I'm just using this as an example, maybe my focus is on stuff that's $50,000 of commission. That's really where I'm spending the bulk of my time. So then on that other stuff, I will, I'll talk to the people and I'll even take over the policies and we will work on the broker of record letter. And I might give you know, my team a couple of other markets maybe to go to, but we're not going to spend a ton of time on that. I don't want, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. My team's not going to spend a lot of time on it, but that's a bucket. Then I might have a third bucket, for example. Maybe that's the fifteen to the the fifty thousand dollars. That's the kind of stuff where you know what I'm going to meet with you. We'll talk. I might even offer quotes um, on it if I can get access to the carriers I want, or it's just a straight bor play. I am focused on the broker of record letter exclusively on those, and maybe I take the position on that bucket. Again, everybody's buckets are different. But in this example, maybe I take the position on those buckets that I actually don't go forward in the quoting process unless I get the signed broker of record letter, all things being equal. If it's available and you're not giving it to me, that's okay. It's just a no for right now. We're not going to move forward on the account. I'm going to spend my time working on other things because I know if I go through the quoting process on that account, I'm likely going to be wasting anywhere from about 10 to 25 hours on that account. And I refuse to do that unless somebody is giving me what I want. And if I want to represent them to the marketplace, that's my ask. If they're not willing to give it to me, I just have to then say, I appreciate it. It's just a no for right now. And so I have to decide what that bucket's going to look like. Now, maybe I've got a fourth bucket. The fourth bucket might be, say, accounts that are, say, $50,000 to $125,000. 
look, I'm going to be going all in on those accounts. I'm going to meet with them. I'm likely even going to go through a normal quoting process, certainly just if I can get some access to the carriers that I feel are going to be a real good fit. I'm going to go through a quoting process, even if I can't get the BOR, because those are some good accounts and I want to build my book of business based upon those. And I might not get the account in the first year. I might get it in the second year, but whatever it is, I'm going to show the insured what it is that I can do. I'm going to even let them test drive some of the services that we can provide. And I'm really going to go all out on those particular accounts so that they get a feel for what it would be like to be serviced by Charles and his team if they did business with my agency. Now, that would be that particular bucket. Now, I might have another bucket after that. And the bucket after that might be all of my elephant accounts. These might be accounts that are, say, $125,000 of commission up to, say, $500,000 of commission, right? Huge accounts. Those are going to be my elephants. I'm going to work those accounts. I'm probably not going to get a chance to see too many of those accounts. But if I can get one elephant in a year, that'd be a really good year. And so I'm going to work the elephants. But at the end of the day, you need to have your buckets. And you need to label your buckets based upon what you're going to do. So that you don't have to decide in the middle of it. Should I? Shouldn't I? Not quite sure if I want to do this and so forth. I'm just telling you that it would be better to pause and say no on something that you're really not sure about rather than waste 10 to 25 hours of your life working on something and then getting told no simply because you couldn't compete with the carriers that you had access to on that quoting process. And so I would tell you that obviously the broker of record letter is a much stronger play. It's better positioning. It works better. But as I said, At the end, when you get the broker of record letter, it's no doubt, quite likely, and if you're not, there's something wrong with you, but it's quite likely you need to be going out to the marketplace to show due diligence on behalf of that insured. That policyholder is placing his or her confidence in you and your agency going forward. You absolutely are going to quote. And so because of that, I would tell you we're always quoting. It's just that we need to quote with wisdom, wisdom rather than folly, wisdom by making the right choices rather than just throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. And my friends, if you can figure out how to do that, you're going to end up having much better results across the board. Does it make sense? I think it does. I really do. I think it does. Does it make sense to those sort of old school, old crusty insurance agents that are out there who built their book of business, you know, uh, tequilas and napkins uh, at at a lunch meeting? Yeah, probably not. They might be a little bit sort of old school for that. They're not going to learn something new. That's okay. But I'm probably thinking that's not you. I don't think I have too many crusty old whimpersnap or crusty old men, if you will, listening to my podcast, right? So you're probably not one of those that fits into that category. You're a little bit more, I think, sort of thinking outside of the box. You're trying to figure out a smarter way in which to build this mousetrap. You don't want to waste a lot of your time. You'd rather just go for the jugular. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. And frankly, I think that if you follow this process, you're going to end up having some significantly positive results for your career going forward. You're going to be able to build a $1 million or more book of business. 100, 100%, hands down. Now, with that said, I want to say one other thing, and then we begin the closest. I'm not saying that you should go through a quoting process if you don't have the broker of record letter. I'm definitely not saying that. In fact, 
I would normally caution you not to. But every account is different. And so you have to look at every account based upon its merits. The type of decision maker you're dealing with. How many decision makers you're dealing with? How long has the agent been the agent? If the agent's been the agent 22 years, yeah, I'm probably not going forward on the account if I don't get the BR. But if the agent's only been there for like a year, two years, and maybe just like showing sort of mediocrity or mediocre service really isn't offering anything special, I might move forward. So every account is different. However, with that said, I am fully in agreement with this statement that I have said for many years now, and believe it with the very depths of my heart that you could be very successful, never offering quotes on any account that doesn't give you the broker of record letter. If you decided to put a line in the sand saying, you know what, I don't offer quotes, because I actually think this might be the way that I would do it if I was ever selling insurance again, which I don't plan to ever sell insurance again, but if I ever did it, I think that's how I would do it. Put a line in the sand and never offer quotes on anybody that doesn't give you the BOR, because then you don't have to waste time. Because if I am wasting 10 to 15 hours, 20 hours, whatever it is, on an account to go through the quoting process, driving back and forth once, driving back and forth again, putting together apps, getting lost runs, all that kind of stuff, wasting a lot of time. If I do that on one account, two accounts, three accounts in a month, how much of my life am I wasting? And I haven't even gotten any buy-in from this person to do business with me. I would be much better off not offering quotes on anything and saving myself all of that time, but utilizing my time wisely to continue to prospect on other accounts and finding those who are unhappy with their current agent, offering to take over their policy by the broker of record letter, being awarded that, and then fantastic. I have a new client. Hold up that signed broker of record letter. It is a trophy. Tack it to the wall. That is the most beautiful and expensive wallpaper there is on planet Earth. Do that, and you will be very happy. But after all is said and done, is it better to quote or to BOR? The answer is broker of record letter first. Always. BOR first. And when you ever get a broker of record letter, when anybody ever signs over their accounts to you, you better be going to bat on their behalf or just get out of the business. Really? You need to show due diligence on behalf of these policyholders. They're paying way too much money to be taken advantage of by someone who doesn't go to bat on their behalf. But once you have somebody that is buying into you, once you have somebody that is willing to give you a shot, once you have the opportunity to work with somebody that's willing to sign over their insurance to you, you're going to do everything you possibly can. Every account stands on its own merit. You have to make a business decision on every single account. Therefore, you must always be learning. You must always be learning in order to understand how persuasion works. You must always be learning so that you can see what the relationship is like. You must always be asking the right questions so that you can penetrate deep into the relationship to figure out what exactly is there and what is not. You always have to be working at every aspect of the prospecting procedure, how to run the appointments, how to follow up with these prospects. There has to be a lot of repetition and practicing going through this process so that you can get better. But at the end of the day, if you were to, to ask me, Charles, what do you really think? What I really think are two things. Broker of record letter first, quote second. But for me, I would never offer quotes unless somebody gave me what I wanted. Period. Period.
Maybe that makes sense to you. If it does, awesome. Because I can tell you this, that's what I teach my clients to do. I teach them a very systematic process in which to win broker of record letters, a systematic process on prospecting, how to put together the right kind of script based upon how to figure out what type of an account to go after. What are the most profitable micro niches that are out there? I really just spend time going through each of these steps with my clients because I know that if we can find the right steps for the right agent based upon their agency, their geographic territory, and so forth, it is going to open up a wealth of opportunities. But if you don't even know who to go after, and you don't have a script set up, and you don't even know how to prospect, and you don't have any kind of a follow-up program, then you are going to struggle. Broker of record letter first. Quote only after that. Put a line in the sand. Never offer quotes to anybody who isn't giving you what you want. And if you're interested in learning how this process works, I invite you to go onto your internet, that worldwide web thing, came out of several years ago, and go plug in 12x.club. 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 And if you're interested in becoming a member of Permission Nation, we'll see you very soon at 12x.club. And it stands for 12x, the club where we are trying to get 12 new clients every single year by a broker of record letter without having to waste our time throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. Imagine if you could get 12 accounts at $20,000 of revenue, each account be a very good year for you. That's what we're shooting for. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.